And when you're dressed in the armor of God, you don't have to be a victim to your circumstances. Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, If you take unto you the whole armor of God, you're equipped to withstand in the evil day. Withstand is this wonderful Greek word, anti-stainai. Anti means against. The word stainai means to stand. When you put the two words together, it can be translated to stand against, but it's the picture of a soldier in a forward-moving position. He's not retreating. He's not hiding. He's not just trying to protect himself, but aggressively he's standing against, he's pushing against, he's resisting, or he's pushing evil back across the line. So anytime evil tries to invade your life, you are equipped with armor. That is, if you're walking in the power of God, because verse 11 teaches us clearly, it's the power of God that clothes us with his armor. If you're walking in the power of God, you have the armor of God, and that has put you in a position to push the evil Evil back back. across the line. Yes, It's so essential for you to walk in God's power and to walk in this weaponry so that your life remains free of any kind of evil penetration. And at the end of verse 13, Paul makes this glorious statement, and having done all, stand. And as we saw in the last program, the Greek literally means having brought everything to an ultimate conclusion. I say this is God's prophetic declaration of what you're going to look like when the fight is finished. Mm. You may see yourself right now in the middle of the struggle. We tend to see ourselves as strugglers, but God doesn't see that. God sees the end. And he calls the end from the beginning. And God says, let me tell you what I see. Having brought everything to an ultimate conclusion, or as the King James Version says, having done all. You fought the fight. The battle is now over. And what do you look like at the end? You're not lying under the enemy, defeated and bleeding. But God declares you're standing. That is God's declaration about you. When your fight is finished, you're going to be standing. So then when you come to verse 14, Paul says, stand therefore, stand therefore, stand here, refers to a Roman soldier who's confident in who he is. He's assured that his weaponry is powerful. So he stands with his head high, his shoulders thrown back, very proud, very confident. It's almost the equivalent of Paul saying, since you're going to be standing at the end, When the battle's finished, since you're going to be the one standing, why don't you just begin standing now? Throw your shoulders back, hold your head high, be confident in the power and weaponry of God. Stand, therefore, let your standing begin now. And then he begins describing the individual pieces of weaponry which God has provided for me and for you. And he says, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. He describes seven pieces of weaponry. But it begins in verse 14 with a loin belt of truth. And very quickly, I want to review this again. We covered it in the last program but it's worth repeating. The loin belt was not exactly beautiful, but it was the most central and vital piece of weaponry which any Roman soldier had. 
No one would say, oh, what a Roman soldier. Oh, look at that loin belt. What an amazing loin belt. No one would even pay attention to the loin belt. People would probably talk about his helmet or his shield or his bright and shining breastplate, but nobody would say, wow, what a loin belt. But if a Roman soldier was without a loin belt, they would all be reminded that he was in serious trouble. The loin belt held everything together. Therefore, it was the most important piece of weaponry which a Roman soldier had. As I shared in the last program, a Roman soldier had a breastplate which usually was comprised of two parts, one that went down the front of the body and another that went down the back of the body. It was held together by the loin belt in the center of the soldier's body. If he didn't have a loin belt, then when he ran and when he fought, the breastplate would flap and would leave his sides open to attack. But the loin belt held it all together. Furthermore, there was a clip on the loin belt which supported the shield. There was a clip on the other side of the loin belt which supported the sword. There was a pouch on the back of the loin belt which held arrows and lances and spears. The loin belt was central to everything that a Roman soldier wore, and without a loin belt, he would come undone. Mm. Furthermore, the loin belt covered a soldier's reproductive organs. All of this is important. When we talk about the loin belt being a spiritual weapon, and Paul calls it truth. Truth, in this case, refers to the written word of God, the Bible. This is the only visible material spiritual weapon that we have. Of course, we have other weapons, but you can't see them and you can't touch them with your hands. You can't see faith. You can't touch faith. You can't see righteousness or touch righteousness. You can't see peace or touch peace. These are real weapons, but you can't see them. You can't touch them. But the loin belt of truth is so important that it passed from the spirit realm into the material realm and manifested as the Bible truth. And as long as you're walking in the Word of God, guess what? You'll have faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God. We're told in Colossians chapter 3 to let the Word dwell in us richly, and it will be an umpire that gives peace to our heart. So if we have the Word of God working in our life, we have peace. If the Word of God working in our life, we have faith. As long as we're walking in the Word of God, we will enjoy the sins of our righteousness. Now, you'll be righteous anyway. Then when you walk in the Word of God, you really begin to enjoy the sins of your righteousness. When you walk in the Word of God, you begin to walk in everything that your salvation is to you, the helmet of salvation. The Word of God is absolutely central to everything. And when you get out of the Word, your pieces of weaponry begin to come to pieces. So I want to tell you, friend, you need to be committed to the Word of God. It needs to be a lamp to your feet, a light to your path. The Word of God needs to be something that is central to your life, just like it was central in the life of a Roman soldier. It also covered a Roman soldier's reproductive organs. Important, because when Peter writes, Peter says we're born again by the Word of God. The Word of God is God's reproductive ability. And as long as we're in the Word, we'll be creative. We're in the Word of God. We will have the supernatural ability to reproduce. When you get out of the Word, you might run on a little steam for a while, but eventually you'll run out of steam and you'll lose your ability to be creative or to produce. The Word of God is your 
production power. This is so very important. And Paul listens, lists truth as the first and the most vital piece of weaponry. But then he continues, and he says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. He calls righteousness a breastplate. Well, the breastplate of a Roman soldier was primarily comprised of two pieces, one piece that went down the front, another that went down the back, and most often, the front and the back piece was held together by big brass rings that went across the top of the shoulders. It was comprised of multiple pieces of circular metal made of brass or made of bronze. It was very beautiful. It looked like the scales of a fish. And it protected the vital organs. It protected the heart, the lungs, the stomach, all the vital organs. And as long as a soldier was wearing his breastplate, he could be assured that he was protected. And because he was protected, his vital organs protected, he had confidence that he could march into a battle with no fear of being wounded. It gave him confidence. It gave him assurance. And Paul says, this is like righteousness. In the same way, when you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, you're no longer ashamed of who you are. You can throw your shoulders back, push your chest forward, and shine. Because you know you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your heart is protected so that you won't be condemned. Your inward parts are protected so you're not going to be abused by the devil's words and accusations. In every way, you are protected. Something very important about these scales that look like the scales of a fish. The longer a Roman soldier walked in his breastplate, the more beautiful it became. Because the shingles or the pieces of metal would begin to rub against each other and would add a luster to each other. And the longer they walked in their breastplate, the more beautiful, the more gleaming the breastplate became. In the same way, the longer you walk in your righteousness mm. and enjoy your righteousness, the more radiant, the more beautiful, wow. the more gleaming okay. your sense of righteousness will become. Wow. There's something else about the breastplate. It was not just a defensive weapon, it was an offensive weapon. When a Roman soldier would walk out into the sun in the middle of the day, and the sun would hit his breastplate, it would begin to refract beautiful light, which would blind his opponent. Mm. And likewise, when okay. you walk in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you become so gleaming that it blinds the enemy. Mm. Wow, this is so powerful. Yes, yeah. But Amen. wait, there's another weapon. The Bible continues to say, and having your feet, verse 15, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's talking about shoes, and we know a lot about the shoes of a Roman soldier. Mm -hmm. They began at the knee and went to the ankle. Right. And from the knee to the ankle, they were called greaves. I'll explain this in just a moment. On the foot, they were covered with leather on the top, but on the bottom, they were covered with what was called hobnails, which were nails which were about that long. Wow. Now, why were they wearing so much metal on their legs and on their feet? Well, Roman soldiers were required to walk through rocky places. Okay. And if their legs were not protected, their legs would be gashed. Wow. If they made it beyond the rocks, very often they had to walk through thorny places. And if their legs were not protected, the thorns would cut and lacerate their legs. And if they made it beyond the rocks and made it beyond the thorns, 
A favorite tactic of the enemy was to kick one in the shins, break his legs, get him down, and then decapitate him. Oh, wow. But because the Roman soldier's legs were covered with metal, he could be kicked and kicked and kicked, and it would never affect his legs. Wow. His legs would remain unbroken. No wonder Paul calls this peace. Peace protects us. The Bible calls it the peace of God. Actually, there's two kinds of peace mentioned in the New Testament. There's peace with God. That's what we experience when we get saved, when the hostility between us and God is removed, and suddenly we're at peace with God. But then there's the peace of God, and that's what Paul now is describing as a weapon. The peace of God is a protective peace. Yes. It comes upon us. Yes. So that when we walk through rocky places, we're not affected. Yes. When we're required to walk through thorny situations, we're not lacerated, we're not cut. When the enemy tries to kick us in the shins, mm. it has no effect because we're totally covered with the peace of God. Maybe you, at some point, have experienced the peace I'm talking about. Going through a very difficult time, but you were not even aware of it. Other people even said to you, how are you surviving this difficult time? And you wondered what they were talking about. Yes, Lord. Everyone could see your situation clearly except you. Right. <laughs> Why didn't you see it was so rocky and so thorny? Because the peace of God was supernaturally keeping you. Okay. This is a keeping peace, the peace of God, which protects you through every situation so you can keep moving forward regardless of your circumstances. Amen. But wait. On the bottom of a Roman soldier's shoes, there were hobnails. These hobnails were deadly. That's why I called the shoes of a Roman soldier killer shoes. They were deadly. For example, if Roman soldiers were marching in a parade, they would lift their feet and stomp very hard as they marched. And they were told, your Roman soldiers, you stop for no one. If someone falls in the road in front of all of you soldiers, they shouldn't have fallen in your way. Don't stop and pick them up. Don't even take time to be polite. Just keep marching. Well, just imagine hundreds of Roman soldiers stomping, stomping, stomping with hobnails on the bottom of their shoes, stomping over a victim. What would the victim look like by the time they passed through? Hamburger meat, totally smashed, totally ruined, pounded by the hobnails on the bottom of Roman soldiers' shoes. That is precisely the picture Paul has in mind in Romans 16, verse 20. The only mention of the devil in the whole book of Romans, and this is it. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Paul is drawing on this picture of stomping Roman soldiers. It's the equivalent of saying, if the devil is dumb enough to get in front of you, don't stop and ask him to move. Just keep Just marching and pound as hard as you can <laughs> on your way through. Leave him slaughtered on the ground behind Amen. you. Amen. <laughs> the peace of God protects us. Yes. It keeps us, and it enables us to keep marching regardless of the circumstances. But then Paul mentions another weapon. In verse 16, he says, Above all, taking the shield of faith. It sounds at first like the shield of faith is more important than the rest because the King James Version says above all. But that's not right. We've already seen from verse 14 that the loin belt is the most important piece of weaponry, the written word of God. 
then what does it mean in verse 16 when it says, above all, taking the shield of faith? Well, the Greek says epipassin. It doesn't mean above all. It means covering all. It describes the position of faith. Faith is supposed to be out front. Faith is aggressive. It's not something that works behind us. It's something that is in front of us, out front, covering everything. We find the active position of faith. And Paul calls faith a shield, a shield of faith. Well, there were two kinds of shields. The first was called aspis. And an aspis shield was round. It was small. And it was decorative. This was carried by Roman soldiers, usually in ceremonies or parades. But you could never use it in a combat. The word that is used here is the word thurion. And the word thurion is the identical Greek word for a door, just like the door in the room where you are, an oblong door. When a Roman soldier would come into the infantry, he would be measured. He was measured from side to side, from top to bottom, and a shield was fabricated to meet his dimensions. Mm. It didn't matter whether he was tall or whether he was small. He was made a shield that was sufficient to cover him. This is exactly why Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, God's given to every man the, the measure, measure of faith. Of faith. Wow. Don't compare your faith to your neighbor. Amen. Don't say, well, they got more than me. It doesn't matter how much they got. The Bible teaches clearly when you came into the kingdom of God, God measured you from side to side, from top to bottom. Mm. That's what the Bible means in Romans 12, 3, when it says God gave to every man the measure of faith. So rather than say someone else got more than you, embrace what you have. You have enough faith to make sure you're covered from top to bottom and from side to side. But there's something else important about this shield. The shield of a Roman soldier was made out of leather. And because it was made out of leather, it could become brittle. The only way that a shield would really remain effective in battle is if it remained soft. So every morning, the first duty of a Roman soldier was to take oil, and he was to anoint his shield. Oh. He would rub oil into his shield. And it was the rubbing of that oil into the shield which caused the shield to remain soft and to remain effective in battle and not brittle. In the same way, your faith continually needs a new anointing with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to operate on an old faith that becomes brittle, but you need a constant new application of the Spirit on your faith. That's why you need good faith teaching. But there was something else. Before a Roman soldier would go into battle, he would take his shield and would dip it in water and leave it there. Mm. And the leather would begin to saturate the water and it would become very heavy but it would become water-saturated. Okay. Well, we know that in Scripture, water is representative of the Word of God. In the same way, you've got to douse your faith in the Word of God. When a Roman soldier's shield was doused in water, and it saturated that water, it was then effective in extinguishing the arrows that were sent against it. And that's what Paul says here at verse 16. With winch you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith will enable you to ricochet every attack of the enemy if your faith is anointed, fresh, not brittle, if your faith is doused in the word of God, word saturated. Then he says in verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. The word helmet is simply the Greek word kephelia, 
Kefeli is the word for the head. The word peri means around. Something that surrounds the head or something that surrounds the mind. Well, the enemy carried a battle axe. And in a very real way, a battle axe kind of worked like a boomerang. You would throw it at your opponent. And the goal was to hit your opponent in the back of the neck and to take his head off. And for that reason, the helmet of a Roman soldier didn't just cover his head, but even went down the back of his neck and rested on his back so that if that battle axe hit him, it could not take off the head. Paul says, our helmet is salvation. Interesting that salvation is wrapped around the head, around the mind, Mm. where we think. We need to know what we think. Mm. We need to know what we believe. Come on now. Salvation. It's delivering power. Yes. It's saving power. Yes. It's preserving power. Everything given to us in the cross in Christ, everything that belongs to us in our salvation needs to be wrapped around our head. Our head needs to be covered with what we believe about our salvation because the enemy has a battle axe. Mm. And he would like to whack away at what you believe. Yes. He would like to whack away at your faith until he takes away from you healing. Mm. Until he takes away from you soundness. Until he takes away from you prosperity. He'll leave you with nothing but heaven if you'll allow him to do it. So Paul says our minds need to be surrounded with salvation. And he calls this a helmet. Then in verse 17, he discusses the sword of the spirit. One translator calls this the sword which the Spirit yields. The word word that is used in this verse is the word rhema. Now, we've already seen that the loin belt is the written word of God. But now we're talking about a rhema, a rhema word. This word rhema describes something that is fresh, something that is suddenly quickened, or something that is specific. We see an example of this in Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Jesus was the Word of God. That's who He was. But when the enemy came, the Holy Spirit would quicken certain verses to Him. And those verses had sword power. It would put the enemy to flight. Mm. The Holy Spirit would put a sword in Jesus' hand, would put a sword in Jesus' mouth. These were quickened verses of Scripture that I say had sword power. Arema is when the Holy Spirit quickens a verse of the Bible and that verse suddenly has the ability to put the enemy to flight. But wait, there has to be one more piece of weaponry because this is called the whole armor of God and so far there's one piece missing and that is the lance. But it's here, it's in verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. What was a lance? A lance is what you use to hit your enemy from a distance. Mm. If you hit your enemy from a distance, you would never have to have a sword. Yes. That's what prayer is. Mm. Prayer is dealing with the devil at a distance. If we're effective with prayer, we can hurl the lance of prayer and intercession into the spirit and deal with the devil before he ever gets into our territory. So now, we've seen Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 to 18, all the pieces of spiritual weaponry which God has given to you and to me. And we're out of time. But it's been great to be with you today. Yes, Lord. And I want to remind you that if you need prayer, we're here for you. Amen. Use the information that is on the screen. Let us know how to pray. And I promise you that my team and myself, we will pray for you. Amen. But as we close, I want to remind you of Ecclesiastes 8.4. 
which says where the word of a king is, there's power. Yes. Let God's word release its power in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program. Amen. Oh, my gosh. That is so powerful. Oh, my gosh. This is just so awesome. That was Rick Renner. R-I-C-K-R-E-N-N-E-R. I'm going to put the information on um, in the description. Um, he has a book that describes the shield. And um, it is so awesome because I literally... If y'all watch the Monday Night Throwdown, I literally dressed by speaking and declaring the the armory, the our weapons of armory, our weapons, right? And so he has the book based on how Paul, back in the Roman days, how they dress, and so it's so important that if we begin to visualize our weaponry. We'll have a better visual on defeating the enemy, don't you think? And so we'll become more authoritative. Like I have a boom factor um, testimony that I'm going to share uh, on another feed. But I just want you guys to, um, he has study notes. It's renner.org. I'm going to put all that on the feed so you guys can follow him. Because I'm telling y'all, the next couple of years, it's going to be some serious, serious, supernatural manifestation, you guys. All right? And so, you're going to have to know who you are in Christ. You're going to have to know how to fight the devil out here, these witches and warlocks. You're going to have to have enough assurance to know that, hey, I'm big and bad, but guess what? I need Jesus and the Holy Ghost to help me fight against this, this, because he... You got to understand the devil is wicked, he cunning, and his whole objective is to kill you. That's it. He wants your soul. So, I'm going to do my best when God lead me to listen to something or whatever. I'm going to plug y'all in. I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. All right? So, uh, hold tight. I am going to list his information and feel free to download his um, his teachings if you have any questions for me, feel free to send me an email address. I mean, send me an email at this email address. It's um, Dr. D. I'm trying to see which platform I'm on. Dr. D. Boom Factor Show at gmail.com. You can also call and leave a message at uh, 713-808-9168. Okay, leave a message. Give me twenty-four to forty-eight hours to call you back. Or uh, when, uh, when you, when you call, leave me your email. Or when you send me an email, I will have it. Okay, let me know what country, what state, what city you you from, and what platform that you are listening to us on. Ooh, it's storming outside. But um, this is like a, a a thirty thirty minute teaching, so I'm about to get off. Um, here's a uh, I don't know if the other platforms will be able to see his information. So you can go to um, renner.org. It's R-E-N-N-E-R.org. He has some free uh, resources that you can download and listen to his videos. Um, I'm about to have my videos all on one page, all the podcasts. Um, we getting that structure right now. 
Uh, I do have Redeemed by the Blood uh, Ministries website, and that's kind of full of everything. But I'm also I'm gonna also um, have it where you guys can have every you know when you go to Redeemed by the Blood Ministries, that's the umbrella. But I'm gonna have like the link. So you go to the link for the radio, the podcast program. You go to the link for International Missions to find out what's going there. Okay. I have the gallery. You go to um, um, the entrepreneurship. I, you know what I'm saying? That's the hub. Everything's going to be on that that um, feed on www.redeemedbytheblood.org. That's R as in rabbit, E-D as in David, E-E-M by B-Y T-H-E B as in boy, L as in Larry, O O D dot org, O R G, redeemed by the blood. All right, all right, peoples. God bless you guys. I pray this was a blessing for you to understand your um your weaponry. You say put on the whole armor of God, and we just heard a awesome explanation in a visualization of what the armor looks like. When you put it on and how it will look like to the enemy when he looks at you in the spirit. Okay? God bless this Dr. D with the Boom Factor. What's up? What's up? What's up? I am Bodacious Warrior. My subscribers over there. God bless you. And I pray this was a blessing to you guys also. Okay. Peace.